Okay. Well, thank you for joining. I know we're you're really hanging up, really uh, holding up the fort over here. So I think just before I forget, I think next week we will take off. I'm not able to do next week, and then Hashem, hopefully we'll finish the safer, make a him in two weeks, and maybe we'll try to learn some Olam Havoda, Makavod, Elol. As Hashem and the English, the English Sefer, English Olamavoda is coming out next uh, week or two. So, as is Hashem. Okay, so we're talking about the Mida of, of Chesed. Um, we know that someone who speaks Lashon Hara, the punishment for that person is Tsaras, leprosy. And someone who has leprosy has to be isolated from the rest of the of Klal Yisrael. Badad Yeshev Michutz Wamachana. There's a connection there to uh, what we're discussing. Tishaba Sinaschinam Eicha Yashva Badad. The Gemara says in Erechin that why is the punishment of a person? who speaks Lashon Hara, that he ends up with Saras, which isolates him from the rest of Klal Yisrael. The Gemara says, because Mida, Kenegi Mida, he caused fight, separation between husband and wife. He caused separation between friends. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, we're going to separate him, and he's going to be alone. Parenthetically, how careful we must be Certainly with Shalom bias to be careful what we say to someone else that could cast their spouse in negative light. Very, very careful. We learn out an amazing thing from the Malachim that they tell Avram Avinu, Aye, sorry, Shtecha, where is sorry your wife? And he said, she's in the tent. The Gemara says in Bab Metziah, the Malachim knew where Sarah was, but they wanted to remind, they wanted to illustrate Tavram Avinu, the tzniyas, the modesty of, of Sarah. So even Avram Avinu and Sarah, the Malachim were trying to boost a little bit, increase, if possible, to the Shalom Bayes. So that's something that we have to think about, parenthetically, think about, be careful, when we say something to somebody, we may say to a, a married lady, oh, your husband doesn't do this. Oh, he does that. And just a very, very small comment like that, you know, could actually um, cause, cause damage. But I want to say a different shot, perhaps, if we can, in this idea of the punishment of Badad Yeshev, that... A person who says Lashon Hara, so they don't care enough about the other person, right? We don't say Lashon Hara, at least uh, we're not going to go tell our friends Lashon Hara about our parents, you know, certainly not to bash them, um, our siblings. We're, we're careful. We want to protect, uh, protect their reputation, really want to protect our own reputation as well. Certainly we don't want to air our own dirty laundry. 
When a person says Lashon Har about someone else, that means that there's a lapse. There's a lack of feeling that this person is, is part of your world, part of your family. There's a lack of If you care about the other person and you see them as part of your family, so you're going to care about their reputation. You're not going to enjoy putting them, putting them down. So perhaps the punishment, because you don't see other people as part of your world, you're an outsider. I'm here. They're there. I don't care. I'm not worried about their reputation, about them. So therefore, the punishment is badad yeshev the person's punished that you see yourself alone so we're going to sit you physically alone and you'll feel what it's like to be isolated you'll understand the need that you have the need that we have to for other people and therefore that's uh, the person will be able to do to do tshuva our job in working on the mida of, of chesed is to really try not to see ourselves as badad, try not to see ourselves as alone, to really see other people as part of our circle, whether we're a close friend or not a close friend, and to feel a Christ like we've spoken about, feel responsibility for others, to do chesed for them, to daven, to daven for them, and to feel, feel for someone else's someone else's pain. When we hear of somebody going through something, to stop, you know, if we're on the highest level, then automatically, if we hear someone is going through a, a situation, we feel their pain, we feel bad. But if we're not on that level, and certainly we could always improve, if we're not on that level, so What's the answer? So we'll just, okay, I'm not on the level. So no, we have to stop and we have to think, like we've spoken about, to stop and think about someone else's pain, someone else's situation. One of the reasons why perhaps we refrain from thinking about someone else's pain is because we don't want to experience our own discomfort. If we're thinking about what other people are going through, and their pain. So then we're also gonna taste a little bit of that pain, a little bit of that, of that, of that suffering. So therefore we're, we may try to ignore or block out, numb ourselves from taking in another person's pain, another person's situation. However, first of all, that's not the, that's not the way we should be. Amida of Klal Yisrael is compassion. But as well, if we feel for other people's pain, then we have a, an ability to tap in to, to something else. And that is we're able to feel other people's joy, which is a much higher, a much higher level, a, a very challenging, challenging thing. Uh, the one sort of line from a certain uh, Rebbe, I don't know who it was, he said that if a person doesn't feel someone else's pain, then they're not a mensch. But if you feel 
if you feel someone else's simcha, someone else's happiness, then you are a, then you are, a, then you are a malach, then you're an angel. It's very hard for us to feel someone else's simcha. Certainly, if it's something that we ourselves are struggling with, if we're dating and someone else gets engaged, it's harder for us to feel the simcha. But even in general, just to hear someone else, something good happened to them, to feel someone else's simcha is certainly not easy. But if we don't feel other people's pain, then certainly there's no chance they're going to feel other people's joy. You could only feel someone else's joy if you're connected to them. So by feeling other people's pain, we connect to other people. And then we could tap in to feeling other people's joy. And certainly, if it's something that we invested in, if you care about someone else, you dive in for someone else's shidduch, you dive in for someone, they should find a job, whatever it is, if you're diving for somebody else, you care about someone else's pain, then when that person you know, gets a Yeshua, when that person gets a salvation, so then you feel, you could feel the joy. If you never felt the pain, you're never going to feel the joy. When Rav Shalom Mordechai Rubashim came out of jail, who felt, who felt the simcha, who felt the joy? Only people that actually bothered them that he was in jail and davened for him. Those that didn't care that he was in jail were not going to care. Cannot say in, in any honesty that they were feeling happy because they weren't invested. They weren't connected to it. So connecting to other people's pain, although, you know, we have a tendency to try to block out, that's not the way to go. It opens up for us an ability to feel other people's simcha, to behalf of other people. And perhaps it's another understanding of the Gemara called Mis'abel, Ayushalayim, Zaycha Miraya Bisimchasa. Anyone who mourns Yushalayim is zochet to see the simcha of Yushalayim. If you mourned Yushalayim, if you thought about the fact that we don't have a base on Migdash and all the suffering, and you feel the pain of Yushalayim, then you can feel the simcha. Bezaz Hashem when Yushalayim is rebuilt. If you never really care, you never misabli Yushalayim, then it's perhaps you're not going to be able to feel that, um, that simcha. Okay, going further in this chapter, I'll speak a little bit of the idea, an amazing idea. The Gemara tells us in Ksubis, Asher Yachsar Lai. The Torah says by the mitzvah of giving staka that you should give the person Asher Yachsar Lai. What is lacking to him, even a horse to ride upon and a servant to run before. So let's let's channel that to uh, modern day times. Um, we'll talk about a uh, let me a limousine and a bodyguard. Okay, the horse will be the limousine, and the servant could be the the bodyguard. If there is a wealthy person that is used to going around in a limousine with a driver, and he has a bodyguard with him, and he loses his money. There's a mitzvah of giving him amazing gemara, shocking, shocking gemara. That there's a mitzvah to give him money to 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 go in a limousine and go with the bodyguard because that is what he's used to, and that's what he suffers embarrassment, not being able to have that. 
And that's what the Gemara, that's what Gemara says. It's an amazing Gemara. I'm not, we're not coming to Paskin here in terms of, you know, where you give your funds first. There are people that may be, you know, starving. But this is what the Gemara says. And the Gemara says further that Hillel, one time, he, he, was, he was taking care of somebody and he would always find somebody to run in front of him. But one time Hillel could not find somebody. So Hillel himself did it. Hillel himself ran in front of the person because he, he wanted to take care of these, this person's needs. Parenthetically, who was, who was Hillel? We know the famous Gemara in, in Yuma that Hillel was the one who was so poor that he didn't have enough, that he barely had enough money to pay for, to get into the base Madrash. And one time he, he didn't have any money. So what did he do? We're familiar with the Gemara. He climbed on the roof and he listened to the shear from the roof. Hillel was so poor. And yet Hillel was able to understand that this rich person needed to have somebody run in front of him that he himself ran in front of him. This is such an incredible lesson and such a credible idea of, of chesed that we often think of chesed through our own terms. This is what a person needs because this is what I need. This is what a person does not need because that's what I don't need. We think of the way we relate to the world, to our situation. That Tyra is teaching us over here, asher yachsar light. We have to think about what that person needs. We have to understand different people are different. This is what they're used to, right or wrong. That's what they're used to. And we have to be sensitive. We have to be sensitive to that. You know, maybe I mentioned this. So it reminds me, similar idea. Um, I can't believe it must be, uh, it's not in here. Well, I can't believe I didn't put this in the English edition. But um, one of my favorite, one of my favorite uh, mashal, mashalom, uh, you know, it's practical. But I, I once, you know, I happened, it happens to be, I don't like, uh, I don't like diet soda so much. So that's, that's probably why I was sensitive to it. But one time I went to some event and all they had was, all they had was diet soda. No offense to those that like diet soda, but all they had was, was diet soda. So I try to figure out like why they only have diet soda. So apparently what happened was the person who went to the store who they sent to buy the soda likes diet soda. So they only bought diet soda, you know. You know, I used to, when I used, I used to have, uh, I used to have bacham over my house for Shabbos meals. Um, and I would keep a bottle of diet soda uh, in my pantry uh, because sometimes the guy would come over and he would he want diet soda, right? We tend, we tend to, to, to want for others and think of others what we like, what we want. And of course, we should learn from what we like for others. We also understand everyone has different needs. Everyone has different tastes. Bahaf to the Reh doesn't mean that you like vanilla ice cream, so you're going to buy her vanilla ice cream. Bahaf to Reh is, I like vanilla ice cream. Let me find out what type of ice cream she likes. So Asher Yachsar Lai is the, working on our midos, is being sensitive to someone else's 
needs, what another person likes, what another person doesn't like. That is, that is the mitzvah uh, of chesed. <clears throat> and that is the mitzvah of, of tzedakah, to take care of the person according to what, what he needs, you know, what he's, what he's used to, um, etc. To go a little further, just share one more um, idea, and that is the, the amazing Mesil Shisharim, which really made an impact on me. When I, I remember uh, I was in the mirror when, when I was learning this piece of Mesil Shisharim that struck me. Mesil Shisharim writes that anything you could do for someone else that gives him pleasure, mitzvahs, chasidos, hula asaisa, it's a mitzvah of chasidos to do it. It's chesed, I believe, Mesil Shisharim says, is saying to give a person any type of pleasure is considered is considered a chesed. After I learned that Mesil Shisharim, I realized that if I give somebody a candy, that would be considered a chesed. I'm giving a person koras ruach. I'm giving a person pleasure. So it didn't last so long, but at least at that time I bought a bag of candies, maybe the money supply ran out or I just got lazy, but I bought a bag of candies and I would give out, I would give out candies to people, you know, randomly give out candies to fulfill this seals to charm. If any of you want to buy some candies, the, besides the, the person enjoying the candy, but also there's a certain good feeling. Someone gives you a candy, someone gives you something. There's a good feeling that comes out of it. So that's an amazing Masil Sasharim, which really expands our definition of, of chesed. We think of chesed, we think of what people need. Again, we spoke about what the poor person needs, but there is also another type of chesed that's not what a person needs, but just giving to somebody, giving to somebody that a person will, a person enjoys, that a person benefits, the person gets chizok, a person gets encouragement that you that you're giving to them. That also is is part and connected to the to uh, to chesed. All right, I think we will will stop here. If any questions, I don't know if any questions. If there any questions, you could ask. Um, so next week. Next week we will we will skip two weeks. Mirz Hashem, hopefully we'll finish the Sefer as Hashem, and then uh, we'll learn some all of Havoda as Hashem. Thank you for joining the uh, the last of the uh, the pillars that are still standing over here on a Thursday night, one day off at, towards the end of the summer. Have a great night. Thank you.